0: If you've ever hung around DTC marketing spaces particularly on Twitter, one of the things and I think it's really weird because people get super fired up about it is bid caps with Meta. I have no idea why this inspires such an incredible amount of ire <laughs> among people, but there is like deeply passionate opinions and folks that get really upset. Bid caps versus cost caps versus just maximizing conversions, etc. Meta optimizations in general seem to be a extremely contentious subject. But I wanted to talk about it today uh, because an interesting thing came up. As I'm running omni-channel campaigns, right? And by omni-channel, oftentimes it's connected television, out of home, audio, and then meta and Google, right? When you start getting up four, five, six channels at once, um, which larger brands uh, definitely tend to do. Bid caps, I think conceptually, are very useful. And try not to groan audibly when you hear that or murder me. But uh, it's true. Uh, I think that they align generally, at least conceptually, with... Omni channel media strategies, especially if, like us at Daypart, you're running your own optimization model on top of Meta, right? And so it's a really interesting thing. So, first off, I'm saying conceptually very specifically, right? I am testing this with a small number of clients that are running omni channel campaigns. But here's why I say concept. So, we'll see if this thesis pans out, right? I've been wrong before. I may well be wrong now. I'm happy. If I'm wrong, I'm happy about this because I'm learning. So what the reason that I'm saying that conceptually, I think it works is especially when you start getting up into multiple channels, right? With different customers, clients, your own brand, controlling that marginal cost becomes very important. I think that when you zoom out and look at like a media mix and look at all of the channels you're running at once and you can understand okay my CAC for audio is this my CAC for CTV is this my CAC for Google is this my CAC for Meta is this etc it starts to make a lot more sense when you're trying to optimize for the best possible overall media mix to get the best return on ad spend lowest CAC or it depends on your goals right and you can kind of understand this is what my CTV cost per acquisition is so why would I plow more money into Meta if it's above that CAC, right? Especially on the margin. And so what becomes interesting is if you have the ability to dynamically allocate budget, let's just say you have a pot of, I don't know, $200,000 for a GO for a month, and you're trying to maximize ROAS, you're trying to get the lowest possible CAC, you want to spend that On the channel that gets you the most marginal efficiency, you want to max out marginal efficiency. And when you start getting diseconomies of return, right? Because you have like economies of return where like the more you spend, the cheaper it gets. But then at a certain point, you hit the top of that bell curve, and you start getting into diseconomy or dis—I believe it's diseconomies. It's been a while since I took any class, but regardless, basically like the CAC starts creeping up again, the ROAS starts going down over time, right? And a way that you can control that is dynamically allocating budget across these channels, right? So rather than just saying, hey, I've got $200,000, I'm running five channels, I'll just give each one 40K. What you can say is, okay, here is my return on ad spend goal, right? I know roughly what CAC and like customer lifetime value is. I can model out what that CAC is So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build controls into a bunch of these channels. I'm going to buy my media on a sprint. That's what we do at Daypart is even for the legacy stuff, typically like out of home tends to be like a little bit longer, less so if you're buying digital out of home. There's nuance here, right? But what we try and do is align even the legacy media to two-week sprints the non-click digital, the one-week sprints, and the click-based digital to daily optimizations, right? And so with that kind of speed, with that kind of granularity, with understanding what your average cost per acquisition is across all these channels, when you start hitting with, let's say, meta, if my CAC goal is $40 and I'm just, here's $2,000 a day, that on my meta budget, right? I would actually rather have it underspend and not get that marginal customer if it's going to push down my return on ad spend. I would rather use that money elsewhere, perhaps where there is more space to continue to spend up and I haven't hit that diseconomy yet. So if I can dynamically allocate, let's say Meta underspends by half, it spends a thousand instead of two, that's fine because I can take that thousand and I can push it into digital audio, right? Where I'm still climbing up that economies of scale in order to continue to keep my CAC, my ROAS, improve it over time, right? I know that it's a really controversial subject, and I think that just folks are coming at it from two different directions. I'll say that my viewpoint is probably semi-unique in the space because I pretty much exclusively run omni-channel campaigns where I don't have any only meta clients, right? It's typically like meta and connected television and Google and maybe Snap or Pinterest, and then also maybe a digital audio or banner retargeting or something like that. There's multiple channels at play. That is important context into why I'm very interested in testing bid caps more. So it doesn't always apply, right? If you're single channel on meta, maybe conversion maximization is the right thing to do, right? Or maybe cost caps do make a lot of sense. But I think that pulling back the, how do you say, controversy, I think that When you start diving into the nuance of why people are using certain things, and especially again, we have our own attribution rail, right? And way that we judge things, which is primarily like geographic lift. And so, with that context, I'm bullish on the idea of bid caps, right? I'm happy to be wrong, by the way, too. Definitely could uh, come back here in two weeks and say, yeah, actually, bid caps suck, right? But I just don't think that blanket proclamations like that really make sense, right? In my use case right now, conceptually, bid caps make a lot of sense. And so I'll be testing. And so I think, I guess, if I have any call to action here, it's don't be afraid to experiment and don't believe the dogma. Don't believe the orthodoxy, right? It's uh, different tools have different use cases in the same way that like a hammer isn't great for changing oil. That doesn't mean that a hammer isn't a useful tool, right? It just means you don't want to be banging on your car's engine (laughs) to try and change the oil. So I'm one of those like old timey like sayings about trying to watch a fish climb a tree, right? It's just different, and every circumstance is different. But for scaling brands that are going omni-channel, I would definitely encourage you to join me in this test, see if bid caps are worth it, and if you can, you know, properly dynamically allocate budget, see if that works for you. See if it keeps your CAC low and your ROAS high. So appreciate you all. This has been the advertising hot seat, and. I'm cheating today because I'm not in the hot seat because I didn't feel like it, but I will be next time. Thank you.